Oh, you good? You good? Are you good? <coughs> never been more, I mean, better. <coughs> never been no better. How are you okay, today? I'm, I'm doing well. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for asking. This is a banger of a song. Nice song selection. Yeah, you know me. Bringing it back. Want everyone, wish everyone, hopefully we're having a great week so far. We're heading into the weekend. Um, I'm, I'm just feeling the groove, you know what I mean? Nice little piano, relaxing. Yeah, let it ride out a little bit. Maybe 10 seconds. Not too long, though. The saxophone in the back. Parent trap, no, bringing back those good memories. Now that I bring up parent trap, let's just dive right into it then. That's, that's um, a heady tease right there. That's I know, seriously. Going back to one of the great times as we get into this year, um, as we know, uh, Golden Globes just happened last week. Oscars just announced. We're going to do our quick cigars and sports uh, movies and TVs awards. So top three movies of 2019, top three TV shows that aired in 2019. Doesn't mean if they started, just had a season, this one. And then we'll go uh, best actress and best actor. Um, at least in my, in my opinion or, or for say... I didn't watch every movie in 2019, so this is what I did see. No, I was gonna say, I barely watched any movies in 2019. I, I watched a little bit more TV shows, but still not enough. I had to really do some research on these, and these my selections are pretty pretty bare, honestly. But 2020, I, I plan on watching more television, not so much sports, even though this is a sports podcast, but A little balance. more balance, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And that's why we're starting out with this first. So, uh, top three guys, give it to me. Team movies or shows? Still movies. All right, number three, I got Zombieland Double Tap. That's how that's how many little movies I saw. I thought it was really funny, so it, it I liked the first one a lot, and the second one was really funny as well. Number two for me would be The Joker. Joaquin Phoenix played really well. Uh, he was really well as the Joker. He he portrayed a real real aspect version of him. Number one, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Leonardo played probably his best character ever as a terrible actor, and I, I appreciate him being humbled like that. You go three to one? I'm a three to one, yeah. <clears throat> so three for me, uh, Hustlers with uh, Jennifer Lopez, uh, Cardi B. Uh, I, I just like the movie. It was a great story, great written, beautiful girls in it. Number two, The Long Shot with Seth, Seth Rogen. It's about a guy who went to high school with this like valid Victorian chick and she was like becoming on the way to being like a president like staff member and everything and he wrote jokes and then like she thought he was funny and I don't know it's like a romantic comedy but it's just funny Seth Rogen and then number one along came Hollywood too um I liked Brad Pitt more personally they both played new they put they both played different roles for them you know what I mean as far as like their normal, their normal go-to billing, you know what I mean? Which I think was cool for them, you know? They tried something new. I think it Brad Pitt, 55. He was so yoked, Bruce, dude. Bruce Lee, too. So yoked, being yeah. Bruce Lee. <coughs> Good for him. Um, Want to kick off your shows? Top, yeah, top three shows. Number three, The Mandalorian. Less about the acting, more about the story. And just, like, kind of the right time to, you know what I mean, start their own Star Wars saga. And and I, I appreciate that. So they're getting to my Kenobi's top three. Kenobi's coming soon, also. Kenobi, yeah. Kenobi. Kenobi, yeah. I heard about that. That's gonna be really good. Disney, Dark right? Mall, my, yeah, mm-hmm. Disney Plus. 
Number two, Money Heist. If you haven't seen it, definitely go see it. It's one of my all-time favorite shows. Season two came out this year. What channel is it on? Uh, it's a Netflix show. Okay. Um, great movie. I love bank robbing shows. It's about bank robbing. Uh, total, just, you know what I mean? 12 hours of how so detailed how they rob this bank. Uh, each um, show or not just the bank, but they do other things. Yeah. And then number one, Game of Thrones ended this year. Um, had to take the top spot. King of the North! <laughs> Number three for me is Fleabag. I was turned on to it um, this year, and I haven't I haven't fully watched all of it, but she won an award at the Golden Globes, but I am a big fan of the show. Number two, I have The Mandalorian. I feel like you, like what you said, they kind of opened up a new saga, and it kind of it kind of brings a whole new avenue outside of just, like, the Skywalker, Darth Vader stuff. Like, there's, there's many planets and stuff, and so they're able to get into this. And my number one show would probably be Euphoria. It was on HBO. Uh, it's a good show about addiction. <laughs> but, no, it's really good. A uh, lot of drama and, you know what I mean, a lot of real real shit that happens in that show. But <coughs> I've actually never heard of them. i heard of the rest, but not Euphoria. Really? It's on HBO. You should check, check it, out. it out. Yeah. HBO always has good stuff. Yeah. It's when, so, do you know who Z- Drake is one of the producers of it. Okay. And Z- do you know who Zendaya is? Zendaya? I've heard of it. Him. Her. Her. Yeah. <laughs> it. Sorry, Zendaya. <coughs> um, actor and actress? Um, I don't really have an actress because I haven't really... I've watched all these movies with um, male-dominant leads. Uh, but for my top actor, I would go Joaquin and Joker. And then Leonardo. My actress, J-Lo. Um, all you have to see is the first five minutes of Hustlers, and you'll see why. She looks absolutely amazing. <laughs> I could say Margot Robbie, I guess, in her role in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And my actor is uh, Joaquin Phoenix as well. It wasn't my favorite movie, but definitely he had it was all the movie was all his. He did a great job. Um, I really like Brad Pitt's role, as I said earlier too. But you know he was sharing it with Leo and whatnot, and so yeah. Are you ready for the movie on Saturday night, Josh? I am ready for the movie on Saturday night. And what is that? You want to... I'm going to... What what, what was longer... What was a longer wait? This movie or... Or Star Wars? Star Wars had a long wait, too. I'd say this movie. Well, no, I'd say Star Wars because Star Wars 42 years in the making. 42 years in the making. Don't forget that. I'll never forget that. Where were you on uh, May 5th, uh, 2002? I know where Rick Hayes was. Shout out Slick Rick. Slick Rick. He's getting a shout out pretty much most podcasts. Good for him, dude. Anyways, we're gonna get into a little. Uh, <coughs> I feel like Conor McGregor's got a big fight. He's gonna. I'd like to. Uh, what does he say? I'd like to apologize to nobody. To, to absolutely no one. You yeah. know what he likes to do? Mm-hmm. Two things. What? He whoops ass and he looks good, bro. Just yep. like your boy over here. He getting took the red panties out, right? Hell yeah, it's red panty night, baby. Let's go. Two forty-six. Right. Josh, this let's. This is your time right here. This is choking toke with. Dirty Les, Nasty Ski, hand me the blunt, and I'll be free. Ooh. Let's go. Um, <clears throat> going over Choke and Choke, we're just going to go over the main card really quick. Who's going to win, how you're going to make their money, and how they're going to dominate. First fight, Pettis versus Anthony Pettis, Showtime Pettis versus Diego Fiera. Um, you know, Showtime used to have a belt back in the day when the division was weaker. He's moving back down to 145. Let's see how he rolls with it. Um <clears throat> 
you know, if you put a gun to my head, I'm saying take Diego. He's at negative 230 right now. But I'm, I'm going to put my money, because I don't have a gun to my head, on Anthony Pettis. He's plus 180 right now. He's got a really unorthodox style. You know, Diego's going to put the pressure on him and have more significant strikes. But I'm counting on Pettis to, to find one out of, you know what I mean, out of nowhere and, re and really get him, put him out. So taking Pettis on that one. Next one, Claudia Godella versus Alexa Gracio. Um, you know, Claudia was 8-0 until she hit the UFC. Um, and it's all going to come down to grappling. Um, I think Claudia has a nod, so I'm going to take her with the minus 120. It's basically straight up. Next one, Aliski Olenek against Marie Green, Mo Green. Um, you know, they call Olenek the bowl constructor. He's got 45 career submissions and 52 wins. He's really old. He's got the experience. Unorthodox boxing. You know, Mo's got a little bit of reach and a better stand-up, but... I think Aliski can uh, can get it to the ground. I'm taking him at plus 110 to make that money. Uh, second to last fight, one of the co-main events, Holly Holm versus Bikel Pennington. Holly Holm at minus 145. You got to go with the boxing kills. She's got great feet work. Um, you know, second to none with Nemanja Nunez as far as the females go. And she's got the experience, so I'll take that with her. And my last one, McGregor versus Cerrone. You know, Cerrone's at plus 255. He obviously has the ground game. McGregor, you know, ground game and cardio is weakness. But I'm, it's it's McGregor's night. It's McGregor's show. It's it's his coming back party. It's his event, and I can't wait to watch my boy. You know what I mean? Get that victory again. Hold that arm up. You know, for the country of Ireland. So he said he's gonna knock him out, and there's no bad blood, right? There's knock him out, no bad blood. On in the next one, we got Jorge Masvidal or Khabib coming up next. So I'm really excited to see. Mayweather? You know, Nate Diaz. I think Mayweather will be a little bit longer. He wants to get through this 2020 season, as he's calling it, in MMA. Mm -hmm. Okay. Choke so and Toke, really quick. Is that a wrap-up of Choke and Toke? A little quick wrap-up of Choke and Toke. Like I said, that's where you're going to make your money. And uh, let's all welcome Connor back, guys. It's going to be a great time. <clears throat> With that being said, we're going to hit a commercial really quick. And we're going to hit it hard because... Uh, you gotta understand, it's championship football weekend. Winning isn't everything, guys. It's the fucking only thing. Hey, guys. It's me, Josh, at JRL LLC. If you're sitting on those 20s, then hit me up. I got all those fresh rims. You want those buttered up white walls, the spokes, or the spinner rims? JRL LLC at Outlook.com will hook you up. Yeah, I mean. Live at Malone's, January 31st, 2020. Prismatic presents Lord Help Me Please, a single release show featuring Silver Mountain Star with special guest Film Speed. Yes, yes, please. Not a chance and Bob Court. Tickets available now at prismaticoc.eventbrite.com. Let me repeat that. Prismatic. OC.eventbrite.com God damn, guys. Those guys rip. I can tell you one thing. Me and Gardner Mishnu will be rocking out with our jocks out <clears throat> at that event on the 21st. Stop, stop, stop. I'm hoping to get Gardner to host the show while he's here. And uh, him and Nick Foles. Shout out to Blake Paul for seeing Nick Foles at Butchery the other day. <clears throat> yeah? Yeah, he saw him there. He said, Blake... <laughs> Blake said him and I, uh, Nick Foles caught eye contact, and it was kind of like that, like, Nick Foles knew, knew he knew who he was. Mm -hmm. And so 
Was Blake wearing a Packers jersey? No, but he looked. He said he looked a, looked up a photo of Nick Foles, and he was like, "God, motherfucker, that's him." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, statement games, NFL guys. Um, like I said earlier, championship week football. Winning isn't everything. It's the only thing for these guys. Um, big losses, some big wins. So, statement game for the other team. This is the winning team. My winning team this last week had to be the Titans. They stayed true to their game plan. Um, 30 runs with Derrick Henry. 14 attempts with Ryan Tannehill with two touchdowns. Absolutely amazing. That O-line is so great. And, you know, I mean, I was just watching some, some speeches with them after. And Taylor Lewin, one of their pro bowlers, was like, you Stay know. He was. I mean, he's still he's still great <laughs> no, no, though. No, but he's good. Yeah, no, he's really good. Um, he's like, you know, the other team's better than us, you know. But we just stick together as a team, and you know, and, and we let you know. And so I thought it was great, great matchup for them against the Chiefs. I've always said the Chiefs' run defense is freaking terrible, and I think they have a good chance. I know other people are counting them out because the Chiefs just put up 51, but um, they have a great secondary. They got some some good pass rushers, and obviously they got Henry. Yeah, and then for me, it's going to be the Chiefs. As much as I don't want to kind of say this, it's it's the Chiefs. This is a team that doesn't give up. After a 24-point 24, 24 uh, first-quarter deficit, the Chiefs went on to outscore the uh, my, my, no, Patriots, my Texans 51-7. to Let me say that again. They outscored the Houston Texans 51-7. to Seven touchdowns and seven straight drives. And for my boy, for the, as far as the um, Chiefs, that's going to be Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy. No run game and down 24. These two did not panic. A huge kick return set them up, granted. But Mahomes, can't even read that. And Kelsey, they really, you know, Kelsey had three touchdowns. So I don't want to talk about it as much as beating him up the Texans, but... They're, they're my team that won this week. And then I'm going to say that the Houston team lost just for that same reason. Because we had a big, crucial fourth down where Bill O'Brien was fourth and one. And then he should have maybe gone for it, Josh. But he decided he didn't have a play for it. He said to himself he didn't have a play for it. And then he called a timeout. Okay, that's cool. But then he came out and kicked a field goal. And that's fine, too. But then the next play, they kicked had the big field goal return and... It just set us back. It, that that whole decision right there, that lost us. That it turned the momentum in the game. Yeah, my loser, as far as team for the week, Vikings. Um, I preached them being the most balanced team all year. The team had ten carries for twenty-one yards on the ground. Yeah. So I mean that's unacceptable. Um, my Same personal loser, <clears throat> Mark Ingram, six carries for twenty-two yards. I understand he might have been a little hurt. But, you know, he, he didn't step up at the time. And then my winner, as a personal guy, had to give it to Patrick Mahomes, too. He had five touchdowns. I heard the Chiefs ran out of fireworks because they had so many touchdowns uh, celebrating. Stop. And I, ha- I saw the, <laughs> the coolest video of him in the second quarter down 24 nothing, Just like, pumping up the crowd. Dude, pumping the up Tyreek. Yeah, and and he's like, Everybody up, was just sitting on their... Yeah, had their head, had their head yeah. down. And One he touchdown, like, two touchdowns, three. You and know that's I mean? when I knew we lost. Like, <sighs> I'm still bumming, dude. And then you have a personal loser. 
that didn't step up this week, guys. On any team. Um, <clears throat> I, I would have saved Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. With that decision, that would have been my personal loser. He he blew the game for us. You know, last week he got he got lucky and got caught out of it. But he should have been fired after that game. He handled that game so poorly. Is he coming back? Yeah. Short leash? Yeah. One. I think they're gonna give him one year. We don't. We still don't even have a general manager, Josh. That's how much of a mess we are. I applied again. <laughs> I haven't heard back though. You hear that, Texans? Jake Kaiser has applied. He's waiting for a return. At least a courtesy to tell him no, right? Please. At least the courtesy yeah. to tell him no. He put in the most effort to at least apply. You can have the courtesy to say no. That's my philosophy. Bad business. Thank you. <clears throat> Moving on. <clears throat> Championship week. The preview coming up. Strength and weaknesses of each team and how they will win. There's four teams left. Titans, San Fran, Chiefs, Packers. Kai's pick one and tell me what's up. I'll start with Tennessee. Um... I'm going to go with their strength. It's their run game and their lack of turnovers. Tannehill has had 15 completions in two games in the playoffs, and they're 2-0. They beat New England, and they beat Baltimore. I'd say their weakness would be their pass game. <clears throat> with that 15 completions, I would say their weakness is their pass game consistency. Belichick took their big – they do have the chance to take a big play here and there with A.J. Brown, but Belichick took that away. And the key to the win – uh, key to win for would be to keep Mahomes off the field as if with any game against the Chiefs. But Henry needs to have at least 30 touches, I believe, and at least 150 yards in at least probably like 20 minutes at least time of possession. Yeah, mine seem pretty similar. Strength, run game, keep the other team off the field. Uh, weakness, quarterback play. Um, they have the big playability. It's just so inconsistent as far as you know what I mean? Give me this eight yards in the first down or give me this third down you play, you know. And then um, how they're going to win, too. Um, run, run, run. Get that early lead. Uh, you said thir- 30. I want 35 carries out of Henry. Yeah. Uh, next team, I'm going with – we'll keep it in the division. Chiefs. Um, strength is uh, big playability and um, skill position players with Patrick Mahomes. Weakness, run defense. How they're going to win. They have to get ahead and, you know what I mean, put the pressure on. Get a 14-point lead so that Tennessee has to change their game plan. Yeah. <clears throat> for the, uh, the strength for Kansas City, I'd say they're never out of the game. They proved that this past Sunday. And you said their big playability. Their weakness to me would be not only the run defense, but would be their run offense. Because they were down, they had to lean on their run offense, which could put them behind at some point. And their key to win would be Patrick Mahomes. And I'd say maybe you'd have to keep Henry under three yards per carry. That's impo- kind of impossible because he falls forward and he's that's four yards. So you got to really gang tackle him or something. But Tyron Matthew reportedly broke his jaw correctly. Yeah, when they played earlier, he, when they hit him, he thought he broke his jaw at the end of the game. Yeah, so that's something to watch for. Going in the NFC matchup, um, let's start with Green Bay, I'd say. I would say their strength, you can't argue ever, would be Aaron Rodgers. Um, their weakness would be the lack of the run game consistency to me. They they have some games where they do well, and then some games where it's just all Aaron Rodgers. And then the key to me to the key to me would be get ahead of early 
and get Aaron Jones involved in the past game as far as maybe get him a touchdown, not even, not only on the ground, but maybe out of the backfield catching because of the receivers. Yeah, strength for me is the Smith brothers on the defensive end of that team. Um, and just kind of like the balance of the defense. They're getting after the, the quarterback. They have d- good secondary, and, and they're stopping the run. Um, weakness is the lack of wide receiver depth. After Devontae Adams, they don't really have any pass catchers. Aaron Jones getting some touches behind the yard of scrimmage is a good idea. But, um, <clears throat> you know, Devontae Adams had that great catch one-on-one to steal the game. Um, put a dagger in, in Seattle, but if if you double them, that's kind of what game plan I would have. And you make Alexander and and Graham, who doesn't, you know what I mean? I said Jimmy gets not what yeah, he used to exactly. Be. So I mean, that l- lack of wide receiver depth, and then how they're gonna win is is Aaron Rodgers in those clutch plays. He's gonna keep making them. Um, if they give you, he he's gonna read the defense. So we already knew Devontae Adams was getting the ball, and he made the play. So it's great seeing that. That's just greatness. Um, San Francisco, on the other hand, their strength, defense wins championships. I really, really believe that. Um, their weakness, I still have to say quarterback play, um, big playability. You know, the wide receivers were getting the ball, catching them, and I, I think that's still due to more um, offensive play call. Uh, I don't see anyone just, like, grabbing balls out of the air and, and when they have a more stingy defense or a uh, or they're down. Let's let's see how they step up and and make those plays, and then how they're gonna win. Um, like I said earlier, offensive play call. If they can score, I put twenty one, but I feel like twenty four they'll win. Yeah. With their defense. Uh, for me, the strength to San Francisco would be their versatility and their health. Honestly, they have three running backs all playing. Tevin Coleman at 105 yards. Wrote Mostert's a stud, and then Brita's not bad himself. Um, Jimmy Jimmy G also isn't afraid to spread the ball to all their uh, potential targets. To me, I'd say their weakness is that they played a lot of weak, uh, not not a week. They played a lot of close games, and then if necessary, can their defense make another? last minute one yard stop at the goal line like they had to do week 17 and the key to me for their victory is keep the Packers defense on their heels um, many different formations and they motion 78% of the time which is the, like most in the league by like 30% so aka all this means just continue to be themselves I like that I like that <clears throat> let's go into the uh, Super Bowl predictions I guess next. Now, with that being said, now too, guys, I was thinking the other day, and we talked about it. Let's throw some numbers around on on there. How much money would State Farm make with the State Farm Super Bowl? Rogers versus Mahomes. They would be. I don't think they'd have to go to work the next day or ever after that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. But then that have to bring collusion. You know, I I would feel that bring collusion. Not threats or anything, but, like, it brings the awareness to it. Like, yo, what are they doing? You know what I mean? Are the refs kind of... I wonder how much, uh, you know I mean, airtime they would have to buy then, too. Like, <laughs> how much more they would have to buy if both of them played compared to none of them or just Or what happens if they don't even have a commercial? Yeah, just because it's, like, all there. Yeah, it's just enough on the field. Mm-hmm. That's pretty funny. 
things to think about. Uh, I did see Michael Thomas clowning on the ref that um, the ref that blew the call on Rams uh, Saints last year or two years ago, however you want to say it now. Um, the the NFC Championship game. The Vikings? No, Rams, Rams Saints, the missed call. Okay, He's going to be the head official for the Super Bowl this year. And Mike Thomas was like, that guy doesn't even own a flag. Ah, that's funny. That's a good comment. Mm-hmm. On Twitter. Savage on Twitter, Savage on... Uh, the field. All the field. So give me your Super Bowl prediction, guys. All right. For my Super Bowl prediction... I feel that the 49ers kind of breeze through Green Bay. Unfortunately, I feel that Green Bay is one year away. But the Chiefs, although Derrick Henry probably has a real good game, the Chiefs are just too overpowering for um, the Titans. They're two, three touchdowns away from Tyreek Hill going 90 yards on a 70-yard pass in the air from Mahomes from taking that game away. Do you want my pick from that also, or just the no. definition of the game? we got plenty of weeks for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. San Francisco. <laughs> they're going to make it. They'll be in. San Francisco for sure. You know, I just feel like the Chiefs should win the Super Bowl. You know, they had a great chance last year, too. But I just really want the Titans to take it, you know? I would love the Titans It'd be great. It'd be a great... Six, six seed? Mm-hmm. What do you got? Dun, dun, dun. In that running game, you telling me if Derrick Henry doesn't have 175 yards, they won't win? You can argue, you can say that Two yes. Two TDs. You can say that yes, but Titans did that against uh, New England, and New England only scored. They didn't. They didn't execute. Yeah, they had a chance. Kansas City just put up 51 against Houston. You you can't argue that they can't put up 30 against Tennessee. All right, I'm taking Kansas, Kansas City. <laughs> don't want to. I know. I know you don't. <sighs> I saw your pick. <laughs> Whatever. I really want can I really want the Tennessee to win because I want that Cinderella factor, but they're just too overpowering. Andy Reid's a great coach. Mike Babel's a great coach, though, also. But mm-hmm. Uh, definitely underrated. And in, just think about this. Not, they're doing it without Marcus Mariota, too. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. He had to make, he's coach of the year. He had to make Crazy. that tough decision halfway through the year to bench their, like, quarterback that they drafted in the first round. And, and they were like, so, on his, on his ex- extension year, yeah, his contract year. Yeah, and they benched him for Tannehill. And then Tannehill goes, like, 7-2, and two, whatever he does. and 15 was, completions and two playoff games. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> But they're going to the championships. So. They're going to the championships. So. How about that college football game, though? For me, I thought it was really long. Honestly, I never thought Trevor Lawrence would lose. And Big Dick, Do- Big Dick Joe Burrow played excellent. Him, Bengals, collision course. Um, You know, I was sitting down. We were all watching it at home. And it's like 8.45 and the halftime show is still going on. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. It's 10 o'clock. I realize in East Coast time it's 1 in the morning and the game's still going on, finishing up. The game ended at like 1.45. Big Dick Joe just put it right there, smoking that cigar, just like, oh. Like, he said today that all I have to Odell say is, gave him real cash. 
All I have to say is... That guy dreamt about that so many yeah, times, man. you know what I mean? Yeah, he had that all planned out, all planned out. And good for him. He had a great game, like you said, collision course. And just to think, um, second year in a row, though, last year, I'm sure the Cardinals are satisfied with Kyler Murray, but who is the best prospect? Coming out this yeah. year? Probably Joe Burrow. No, last year. Nick Bosa. Yeah. Killed it in San Francisco. Yeah. Is glad, you know what I mean. Yeah. Please take Kyler Murray. This year, I get to see the same thing. Bengals take Joe Burrow, but so you, all I can hear out. is Chase Young is better than the Bosa's brother, a next generation talent. So I'm excited for the Redskins or whoever trades up. Um, definitely being overshadowed as he should because Burrow had a great season. But go Tigers! Go Tigers! But um, <laughs> yeah, I really think. Um, Chase Young's in a, you know what I mean? Have a bigger impact? I think I think so. I like that. Wrap that up? Yeah, is that enough? Is That's that enough. Our, That's uh, all I got for, for pod 17. 17. through them like it's Earth nothing. Dad. Like it's nothing. Um, remember, winning isn't everything. It's the only thing, guys. That's that's the, the mantra of, of pod uh, 17 along with Red Panty Night. Check the, uh, the posts on Instagram. We got some fire coming in regarding this this uh, this podcast. Um, faded away. Coming up next. We're out of here.